what the heck, it's your source for Warhammer Underworlds in under 30 deep, deep, very deep cuts. <laughs> Today, I'm your host, Phil, and joining me is our entire crew on perhaps the first episode with all of the hosts. Is that correct? Since saying goodbye to Diarchasm, I think. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so not, it's not been a hot first, second, but it's it's been it's a while. Rare. It's rare. Point very is, rare. Yeah, the stars rare. have aligned. The end is nigh. <laughs> yeah. Witness us. The seals are broken. <laughs> Be prepared. But uh, there's a good reason for it, and the reason is the Trash Fire Tournament has finalized. We played all the games. And we are ready to talk about it today. Uh, pretty excited to be able to close this chapter of a very interesting uh, and very uh, difficult, I guess I would say, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, deck building exercise. It was fun, but uh, man, uh, y- you can end up with some weird stuff. And we sure did. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, let's we got a, a number of different things that we need to get through. Um, and to give you a little bit of context about when we're recording, Weird Hollow is out. It's been out for a little while. Um, we're now sort of in between releases. We know that there's another release coming sort of maybe soon because we've seen some of the models and cards for it already. The Headsman Hunt, right? Chris? Curse. Headsman's Curse. Curse. That's right. Uh, So they should be coming fairly soon. Um, And then we have a starter box, um, which is the first starter box we've had in, what has it been, three years? I think uh, the current one with the Storm of Celestis and Wraith Creepers came out during Dire Chasm, didn't it? It did. Yeah. So it's been a hot second. Definitely due for an update. Yeah. Either way, that's that's sort of where we are. In between, a little bit in limbo. We know some stuff's coming. Feels good to have more stuff coming. Although, we haven't had Weird Hollow for all that long. So it's a little... Ugh, lots of stuff. Um, Spoiled for choice. Indeed. Yeah. But uh, let's get into our normal topics before we run down Trash Fire. Uh, community shoutouts. Uh, gents, what community shoutouts do you have? Uh, anybody? I, I'll go with the obvious one. Uh, Sleeks Bowl, thank you and or damn you for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's uh, the opposite of thank you? <laughs> uh, for uh, uh, coming up with this suggestion uh, that's making up uh, a good chunk of this episode. And that was this uh, uh, fondly called Trash Fire tournament that we we did where uh, we took listener submissions for uh, truly uh, out there slash shocking deck lists or deck building ideas uh, and put it out um, obviously I think everybody at this point on the uh, that listens knows that Sleek Spool's got his own uh, own blog and you should check that out and uh, if you can think of something terrible to suggest for him to do go for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and anybody else, anything else? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in. Um, so Fish Mode, um, you'll spot him on the discords, has spun up his own blog 
called Spent Glory. And that one is uh, focused on new player resources, uh, community growth tips, and the Seattle area underworld scene in general. It's uh, The front page of his blog is actually a landing page for anybody in the Seattle area, as well as links to um, to date. He has three articles out, all covering ways to help grow uh, your community and introduce people to the game. Uh, definitely recommend the read. Awesome. That's always super great. Um, you know, sometimes I feel like it can be hard as in franchise players to remember that there's a lot of people still new, still joining the game that maybe you don't want like down in the trenches, nitty gritty content where they're just like, I'm just trying to get in like a grasp of how this game works. Yeah. So really cool to have people who are willing to take on that mantle, uh, put out a lot of new player content and just in general, having a whole bunch of new people making content is really, uh, awesome to see. Um, I mean, it feels like somebody's always spinning up some sort of new blog or article or YouTube video, which, uh, is really great to see short of, shows a lot of growth in this community which gives me hope for the future of the game absolutely good word in there by the way in uh enfranchised <laughs> yeah a uh, few few of those five dollar words if you will <laughs> um <clears throat> we uh probably don't need to stop on our what the hex is going on with us because we just wrapped two tournaments and yeah. uh we've got a You're whole bunch have a whole episode telling what the heck has been going on with us <laughs> yeah you, you kind of know um it hasn't been that long um i i know we don't need to cover it right now but i do know some folks have been getting some paint on stuff it'll be cool if we can get some photos of those up in the discord so for folks who are already there or folks who have not joined and want to see what we've been painting i'm sure there'll be some photos there fairly soon so uh, feel free to drop on by, take a gander. Spoilers. I'm not in that group. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, say it isn't so. Whoa. <laughs> All right. But uh, unless anybody else has anything super pressing that they need to say, uh, shall we uh, dive into the dumpster of the trash fire tournament? Is it still on fire? Are we still going in? <laughs> I think I think it's uh, it's smoldering at this. Okay, point. all right. Let's My try. maps. It's gone out. <laughs> it, the wreckage has settled. Some 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 amount of trash has risen to the surface. The cream of the crop, if you will. Yeah. Uh, uh, of the <laughs> That's, that cream is definitely curdled. <laughs> all right. So uh, I guess it's probably pertinent for anybody who maybe hasn't been paying attention to the thread here since we started this quite a while ago. Uh, This trash fire tournament is an idea that we had had where, as Davey mentioned, we polled the community of our listeners to see, hey, what if we did this tournament where we played a bunch of weird off the wall stuff that you guys suggested, and then we had to figure out how to run that idea in a tournament amongst ourselves and figure out who is truly the top dog of what the hex when it comes to playing weird, bad decks. Uh, I won't spoil who it is, but uh, for those playing along at home, get your guesses in now. Um, 
or maybe maybe listen to what decks we have and then get you <laughs> sure sure you might want to decide based on what we were playing um but so all of these were deck ideas from individual community members we built them up uh to what we thought fit the spirit of the theme and the tournament and then each of us played each other's uh decks in a best of one match so uh, if dice were really horrible to us, then we just had to live with that. Um, but it was fun. So uh, we will quickly go through the decks because we don't want to take too long on each one of these since there are five of us. But for each of you, uh, things to think about when I ask you, what was the theme that you were assigned and what did you build on a very high level and why? Uh Davey, how would you like to lead us off? So Lathanum uh, gave me that old black magic, uh, specifically with a, a song, which I, that's tip of the hat, sir. That's a that's a great touch. Um, but didn't specify that. He, he kind of uh, let me dig my own grave where <laughs> I DM'd him. I was like, you're talking about Thedra, Thedra magic build, aren't you? Is like, if that's what you think I'm talking about, that's what I'm talking about. I was like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> yes, yes, I'm locked in then. So uh, that's uh, that's where I ended up um, on uh, on the old uh, on the old Thedra uh, Thedra magic build for Godsworn Hunt. Uh, what that meant was that uh, she has one objective in that deck, which is uh, magical apotheosis, where it's a surge for one glory. If you can manage to cast a spell that needs two successes, uh, then you can score it. The deck comes with uh, <laughs> two spells that need two successes, uh, both on double channels. So I take that objective, both those. I take uh, Thedra's Path, which gives her a, a free channel. Um, and then I take uh, a bunch of Gambit spells to kind of bulk it out. So I think I had three other gambit spells on top of what already comes in Godsworn uh for a <laughs> for a deck that is half gambits uh, half gambit spells half normal gambits uh, some magic stuff and then uh because i'm putting my whole game plan into a single one wound or a single uh one defense three wound fighter um which doesn't get any more defensive on up on uh, inspiring i took uh, some of their their uh, defensive gambits and uh then the rest i just was like well i'll do god's worn things so toss them in uh, i guess the the only other uh weird one is i put bag of tricks in there um to try to dig specifically for this combo so i could get the magic stuff to start working uh and that was that was kind of that was kind of what happened so yeah uh I, wow. I will say, uh, I, I, honestly, a uh, thank you there because uh, I've always wanted to build the uh, Magical Apotheosis Godsworn deck, and uh, now I never want to again. So, yep, yep, <laughs> it's a good thing to get out of your system, right? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was great. <laughs> you got a taste, a lot, and now you a lot harder. It's it's that thing where like any <laughs> almost any uh, Underworlds deck I build, I like before I build, it, I'm like this deck is going to be unstoppable, and then when I get into the process of building it, I'm like actually this is way harder. I don't nearly have enough card slots for what I want to do. Uh, and in this case, <laughs> I didn't start with the presumption that this deck would be unstoppable. And so, uh, the, the, uh, nadir of, uh, the deck building process was quite low, but, uh, but it was fun. It was good to, good to return to this war band. Absolutely. There's another one of those words, nadir. That's a good one. Uh, Josh, uh, what, what did you bring for your relic rule breaker? 
So my relic rule breakers came from Joe Cody. And I would also like to say thank you and the opposite of thank you to him <laughs> because my deck building experience was exhaustive. <laughs> uh, so the premise of my deck was that I was given great freedom, phenomenal cosmic power, if you will. Yes. <laughs> But also itty bitty living space. So <laughs> I was in the relic format. So I've got all these cards at my disposal. But I could only use cards in which the war band that I was playing was pictured in the art. So mm -hmm. in order to build any deck, I had to first choose a war band, go on Underworld's DB. Filter through cards by hand because there's no <laughs> search based on <laughs> That's right, like, keywords. That. No, no art search. So I had to go manually through each card, check it if it had that warband, move along. Uh, basically, I just added anything with the warband uh, in question to a deck and then filtered from there. Mm -hmm. How long did that take? <laughs> Uh, that took, so that process took about, uh, probably 20 to 30 minutes per warband. Just that process. Not to mention the like deck building after that. Oh, so you didn't even narrow it down to one warband first? <laughs> no. Cause there's, I mean, it was basically my, my process was, okay, I have a couple of warbands that have my interest for this. And then... <laughs> Some of them were good. Some of them were not so good uh -huh. once I had to had the filter. So ultimately, I settled on Molog. And I got to say, the, the deck building process was very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, and it kind of reinforced a little bit of love for the Nemesis format <laughs> because it was a small pocket of cards that I had to work with in addition to like the Warbands deck. And that was, it, it was a lot of fun. I do, however, regret my choices in Warband because <laughs> after the deck building process and into the first game, I realized very quickly that my strategy was bonk with Molog. <laughs> and that was it. It's interesting on the on the uh, selection process. The older the warband that you take, the more universals are going to be available, right? Right. But conversely, uh, an old war like Molag has a pretty awful uh, rivals deck. Like he doesn't have a functional faction rivals deck, right? Because so correct. Short, and then a ton of those are given over to like, hey, do these cool things with the squigs, and you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the the who now? Like poor, you know, poor kid. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I uh, we'll we'll talk about something. I was really entertained when we were playing to see the cards coming out. I'm like, I don't even remember what that card is, you know. So uh, I think I think that somewhere down the line there may be a whole tournament based on that sort of theme, the relic rule breaker. Everybody does it. I think so. That that would be pretty. I sweet. think that would be a lot of fun. No Molog, right? I no. mean, mm. I yeah, uh, mm, yeah, maybe. <laughs> There's got to be a gatekeeper somewhere. <laughs> well, then we draft for Molog. 
<laughs> ooh, well. ooh, do a draft for your warband and then have to build yeah. from here. Mm. Now, one thing, right. anyway. one thing I will add <laughs> is one thing I was not expecting was there was very little card art in um, Beastgrave and Dire Chasm from warbands that weren't released in that era. So like there was, if, yeah. if I wasn't looking for a warband from that time period, there, they pretty much didn't exist. So there was this like big gap in, in your, or in seasons three and four, where it was just like, okay, and I can skip to Harrow Deep and continue looking. Yeah. I, I, I almost thought that that would be a trend, but then we started seeing like season one people show up again. So I don't know what who makes those decisions, but it would certainly be an interesting thing to keep track of um, going forward. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that trolley nonsense out of the way, <laughs> uh, Brian, what'd you build? Yeah. So I had turret Vortimus as given to me by Anders. And I actually reached out to Anders beforehand. I was like, all right, coach, like, what's the game plan here? What's your vision? <laughs> Because uh, I have next to no experience with eyes, uh, only playing against them and uh, either believing believing uh, they are where they're at or just getting spanked by Davey with them. Uh, <laughs> so I was just like, I'm, I'm not familiar with this. I want to know kind of like if he has experience with eyes and what he has envisioned. If there's like a particular combo he's looking to pull off, I want to I want to know that and fulfill that. Um, and in our discussion, not to uh, belittle the idea, but it was, it kind of came down to, I just want them to be good. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, like I, I hear that. Um, Cause there was a bunch of like taking the good cards, like a uh, contest of equals and great strength. And um, a lot of the staples that in, in most championship decks. And I, I knew that Josh had a tall order of trying to assemble a deck with uh, just the card art. And so I was like, ah, it's trash fire. I'm, I'm not going to like try and bring a swole eyes of nine to the trash fire. Um, and so I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to adhere to turret Vortimus. What, as it says on the tin, I'm going to bring all the magic stuff, all of the, uh, objective cards to reward myself for successfully casting magic and try and soup up Vortimus's uh, ranged magic damage as much as I can. Uh, so I didn't want to like lean into just hitting people and casting stick. Um, and so I wanted to actually <laughs> cast like his lightning bolt ability. Um, I should have brought some good cards. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Contest of Equals would have been great because that helps get the fuel going. Um, Being able to turret with Vortimus, um, once he's inspired, takes him up to two damage. Um, And that should have been the goal. (laughs) Yeah, get that that boy inspired. Yeah. (laughs) For the turret. uh, Basically, I I built my deck, uh, again, trying to emphasize and maximize his damage output. Um, But I missed putting in an ignition system. So mm. I'll talk about that during the games. All right. Yeah. Skylar. Sorry. One, one moment. I did also throw a crazy curveball in there and we'll talk about that later because it did not work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. 
Yeah, so mine uh, dovetails conversationally really nice off of Brian's um, uh, segment there because so what I was given uh, was uh, Black Powder's Maps um, by <laughs> our, uh, uh, our Sleeks Bowl uh, host, idea host, um, the guy, the guy with the plan, but not mm. with the map. That was me. I was assigned <laughs> the maps. <laughs> um, so, uh, wind deck building, I, one of the first things I realized was that everybody was running, um, night vault or shade spire ward band or war bands. Um, night vault, I think actually across the board. Um, so as the only person, uh, with a Harrow Deep warband or <laughs> anything yeah. past season two at all, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I think I might have an advantage here just off of um, my warband alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this kind of this is where I was going with uh, dovetailing off of Brian. Classic is... black powder OP conversation. We've all, <laughs> we've all had it many a time. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Because we were all building decks to fight each other with, none of us were checking in with each other yeah. to see where our power levels should be at. Yeah. Uh, so I was trying to bring like my uh, pool down, um, and I, I definitely failed Black Powder. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get to that in the games. Um, but um, so... I ended up coming in, uh, deck building was a blast here. I came in with three criteria to build out a card pool, and then I built my deck from there. So uh, a card to make it into the card pool had to meet one of three criteria. It either A, had to feature uh, Black Powder's crew, so that was his whole Rivals deck, and then any other cards that kind of had that Relic Rule Breaker going on, uh, but within uh, Championship. And, you know, uh, they're new enough where all their cards are, you know, within the Championship um, two-year pool there. Um, so that was criteria one. Uh, two uh, was that if um, if I could justify it as part of the map um, like mindset, uh, the theme here. Uh, for example, I ran uh, not lost because they mm. can't be lost. They're yeah. bringing maps. <laughs> uh, and then the third criteria was maps. All of the maps. Um, in fact, I forced myself to include every single one of them. <laughs> I didn't go to single one. I was like, nope, that's that's um, the base. We're starting there. Um, so what that ended up meaning uh, for those at home, there are six maps uh, in the game. So I had four spots for upgrades outside of maps, but there's also a compass. So I had to bring that, mm. uh, <laughs> leaving me with uh, Trogoth Grease, Tiny Braggart, and Hardy Scout uh, as my only upgrades there. And Hardy Scout was brought in um, to give me access to Fearsome Fortress. Um, so just because you have a map uh, doesn't mean the path ahead isn't dangerous. You you go check over there for us. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then what are all these maps about? What are we looking for? Well, I think we're looking for some great gains. Uh, <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> so that made it in um and uh trace the ley lines was another end phase that i really enjoyed fitting into this build because of course we'd be able to we've got yeah. them right here makes um, sense you know exactly where they are exactly um but i will say um if i could do it over again uh i did this build a disservice in the surge department 
with the criteria I shoehorned myself into, I ended up with four kill surges. And uh, <laughs> with the focus of the theme being on the maps, um, by um, you know hurting myself in the surge department, making those really difficult, uh, it meant I couldn't get the map game plan online. So as much fun as I had building this deck and adhering to the theme, I think to serve the theme, I should have picked some more reliable surges so yeah. that we really could have seen um, uh, the map theme uh, come to life in each of my games. Uh, whereas uh, in most of the games, it was really hard to get uh, the maps online. But uh, we'll get to that. Um, overall, I had a blast. And that is what is important. We are all here to have fun. Uh Speaking of fun, I was given a very broad choice for deck build, uh, Vault's Mysterium, which is just one card. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I I basically took that to mean you should try and build around this card and include lots of spellcasting. So yeah, I think we joked about how like you would just take the most busted like gnarl spirit pack deck and just like. play nine gambits and then vaults mysterium in there and just never use it uh but i decided i decided yes i should lean into actually using the card and for the folks who don't know vaults mysterium is a um domain that makes it so that all spell all wizards get plus one spell level but if you roll any crits you get feedback damage and you take an additional damage from that feedback uh So it's very dangerous to cast spells with Vault's Mysterium in play. Um, so I thought about a couple of different options of who is just good at casting spells, but I ultimately landed on Ilthari's Guardians mm. because one, it's a bit of a deeper cut. You don't see them very often. And two, if I happen to roll a crit with Ilthari while she's casting, she'll heal herself. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm playing vaults, I at least don't have to take two damage and almost die because she only has three wounds. Um, so that was sort of the starting point. I, I built out the deck to be at least 50% spellcasting tech. Um, I think I ended up with six uh, spell related because I had vaults Mysterium and then five gambit spells in the gambits um and then i had a few different spellcasting upgrades including the order upgrade that makes it so you can't take back lash damage mm. which i did actually end up getting to use once which felt pretty great <laughs> um but overall uh spellcasting in this kind of a deck build is not that reliable and it it felt like it ended up just being the Gallenhan's Vault's Mysterium show uh, as he just stood around with an axe and did all the work while Thari is like, look at me cast magic and not do anything. Yeah, in um, case it's not immediately apparent to everybody, uh, these are, there's a lot of magic builds in here and they're all built pre-Weird Hollow, so. Yeah, which was an interesting sort of like happenstance that was like all these ideas with magic i don't know if everyone just had weird hollow on the brains they're all like magic stuff well Um, i think weird hollow hadn't been announced when this was determined right and so we were all trying to make we were all trying to make magic work when magic was non is next to non-existent uh prior to weird hollow 
and the community then, felt trash fire uh, <laughs> material was in the magic realm. Right? And, <laughs> yep. And as we were uh, like building our decks and uh, beginning to start playing some games, uh, Weird Hollow was announced and then released, and we're like, do we just like do we just include weird hollow and like wrap it in? And we're like, no, because if magic's coming back, then magic doesn't suck and it's not trash fire. <laughs> Fair. I, I do like, remember ah. that discussion now. <laughs> Me and Vortimus over here like, ah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, guys. Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> that's great. Um, but yeah, that was my deck build. Uh, I should say the idea for vaults mysterium that came from console, uh, see it, find him in a number of the different discords. But uh, definitely shout out to everybody. Um, and, and I guess, I think, I think we, I don't remember exactly when we did it. But, but the way we decided on these was actually just completely random. We had a list of all the submitted ideas and we drew them out of a hat and everyone got assigned one. So yeah, if right, feels... we did have, because we did have multiple submissions by the same person. So we felt that we wanted uh, each person to uh, submit one we didn't want to because there was like i think sleek spool had a bunch and so we didn't want like half of us playing a sleek spool recommendation where right. everybody else so once one person's recommendation was drawn the rest of their recommendations were no longer uh viable like we still have that list but uh right. we wanted to make sure a lot more more of our listeners and some people who submitted got to see theirs played out Absolutely. And so there was no there was no picking, no favorites here. It was completely random and uh, kept kept with the theme for sure. We had no idea what we were going to get. But as Brian mentioned, speaking of when we started to play games, let's let's recap a little bit. What so there's too many games to go through blow by blow, talking through every single game in detail. But I think it would be good to give the highlights or perhaps lowlights <laughs> uh depending on your deck or how you were feeling that day uh about your games um i think maybe the best way to cover this will just be to do a similar thing where we can just uh go through the list of everybody again but let's go in a different order this time skyler how about you start us off how what how did you feel about your deck in your games what were some of the things you'd like to mention yeah uh so right out of the gate uh my first opponent was brian uh and it did not go well for (laughs) brian (laughs) i I think the score ended up being something like 22 to three uh, towards the end Maps of that one. OP. Wow. <laughs> and I, I came out of that riding uh, like a confidence high. I was like, Oh yeah, this is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Oh, good thing. I reined this deck in. <laughs> well, I proceed to not win a single other game. Uh, <laughs> Um, next up uh, was uh, fit, um, Josh's monologue, and um, he did uh, me the kindness of letting that game only go a single round. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he reminded you who the true big boy on the block is. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll let Josh highlight that match a little more. Uh, but on this side, um, I ended round one um, with no glory 
and had uh, one fighter alive. I believe it was um, Pegs. And I was like, Josh, we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> and shook his hand. It was like, good, good win. <laughs> um, and, um, uh, next up was uh, Phil. Uh, and lastly was Davey. So uh, Phil's game, um, Phil, we, we had a lot of fun with ours. <laughs> um, I remember laughing a lot. Um, I do remember uh, that you still, like, I don't remember how close it was. Uh, you definitely took it. Um, but it I will say, started, it started closer than it ended. Yeah. Um, things went downhill for you after some dice in round two yeah yeah well uh, i will say um uh, a card highlight that i remember from that match was i had included included grievous gyre in this deck um and i think this card um like has play with black powder outside of trash fire um because i really like that so you know it lets you um react to a friendly fighter's range one or range two attack action uh so what that meant for me uh, and black powder was if I went in with an uninspired fighter trying to get that light fingered reaction off and I failed that attack, well, all of a sudden I'm not inspired. And if that target that I went after, you know, was going to be able to attack or, or even support, you know, in response, um, I could instead go, Oh, uh, I didn't inspire. I'm, you know, don't have the defensive boon. I'm going to react with grievous gyre and scatter away. Um, and so it kind of gave me a safety net for, you know, uh, when uh, the attacks weren't landing and I wasn't getting that uh, defensive profile up. Um, so that was nice. Um, and then after that game was the one against Davey. And this was definitely the highlight for me of the <laughs> Trash Fire tournament. Um, Jason Murray, if you're listening, um, it was against Godsworn Hunt. And I lost <laughs> epically. <laughs> However... Um, uh, it came down to pegs once more, but this time, instead of calling the game, I let him, I let him do everything he could. And in let round, him cook, let him cook <laughs> <laughs> in round three, he killed, uh, no less than two fighters and was able to get enough glory to grant me great gains as well. He scored, um, seven or eight glory all on his own. Yeah, I I, I kind of remembered as nine, but it was it was in that range. It was like I was like, surely this isn't happening. Uh, <laughs> this, this is the same fighter that had uh, put was it unlikely tiny braggart on? Yep, and then accidentally broke it with unlikely hero. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like in his attempt to be an unlikely hero, he broke his tiny braggart and then <laughs> failed his charge in round two. So it was just like this like downward spiral. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just on cruise control. And I'm like, I might actually lose this to pegs. Like what's going on? Oh yeah. And that that was such a fun moment. The uh, tiny braggart. So I was seven away from or. Six, I was six movement away from where I needed to be. Um, and so he had four naturally. And I was like, how do I, how do I make this happen? Like I'd lost like every other fighter I could to like really like uh, score my hand at that time or you know, score anything in it. Um, and I was like, I need to get him up there or like, I'm going to score zero here. <laughs> and I was like, okay, 
I was like, oh, I was like tiny braggart and unlikely hero both say plus one move. That's all I need. It's <laughs> like, all right, tiny braggart to pegs and then unlikely hero. Here we go. And uh, Davey's like, wait a minute. Uh, doesn't unlikely hero say choose? And I look down and I'm like, uh, yep. <laughs> yep. And he's like, that's okay. Like, you don't have to play unlikely hero. I'm like, definitely just did, though. <laughs> I was like, breaking tiny braggart and coming up. <laughs> oh, boy. Disaster. So, yeah. Um, so that was my trash fire experience. <laughs> well, it sounds like a great, great experience. Uh, a lot of ups and downs there. Uh, how about Davey, since we just left off with a what sounds like very interesting game from you and and Skylar, how about uh, you uh, let us know how the rest of your games went? Sure. Uh, I think my first one was against Brian, so it was a little uh, a little night vault matchup. Had the God Sworn running against Vortimus, and uh, this one I just kind of like put the dice in, in, uh, Brian's hands and let him, let him do his thing. I got, uh, shot inspired and apparently defending on one shield is like the most powerful thing in the world. Cause Sean, yeah, I can fail on my own. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Sean was like standing, just getting assailed from all sides by his entire war band, just being like, well, it's no big deal. Whatever. I was actually like, it was, like, <laughs> it was something like, uh, six, attempts or like six attack actions not yep. actions but like spells or whatever yeah any one of them could have pushed him into the lethal hex adjacent to him yeah and uh yeah that one dodge defense was all he needed um <laughs> so that whole time i i needed sudden i was trying to do this to get sudden demise off and really get the ball rolling and get the key turning uh yeah no that one dodge defense was all you need to take down the eyes nine well, that's that's where you messed up because once I inspired him, he was on one block, and then he was all set. So much better. Um, <laughs> I it was so ridiculous. I was holding. Uh, I think there's. It's called Dark Destiny. It's a, a, a gambit. It's actually a pretty good gambit that the uh, that Warbane has. It's a fifty fifty to just not die instead of dying as long as you were killed by an attack. Um, and so I was holding it in hand, and I was like, "Well, you know, if I need it, I'll use it." Uh, just by myself like this. an extra attack i like held it the entire game it was insane <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh all right i guess this doesn't matter uh so got off we did have a pretty cool flurry of like both of us failing like two or three gambit spells in a row um real real flop fest but uh i was getting the attacks yeah, it was great yeah <laughs> uh i do remember at the end of that game uh, seeing the opportunity to maybe score magical apotheosis for the first time in my life, except I had Thedra was so far away from Vortimus, who's your only surviving fighter, that she had to take, I want to say, three move actions just to get close enough to cast it. Um, but she did, and I failed it. So, boo. Uh, but there'd be more chances later in the tournament. <laughs> uh, next up, Phil. Uh, we had uh, yeah. the, that Eltharia matchup. Uh, I, it, this was... I, this is kind of like a, a real kind of back and forth early on because you were healing up and I was uh, coming in with some like killing blows but missing them, some here and there. Uh, but then I, I did manage to kill Iltharia herself. And uh, and we had decided that we would use the new Weird Hollow rules even though we didn't build with the decks with them, uh, at which point you, I think, salvaged like six cards in a row. Yep. 
So, yep, and just kept drawing into more spells. So I was like, yeah. well, get those out of here. Uh, it feels like I'll salvage. I'm like, I'll pass. I'll salvage. I'll pass. <laughs> I'll salvage. I'll pass. I'm like, wow, this is, I think he's going to deck himself out. Does he, you know, is to the end in play here? What's going on? So, oh, man, if only. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, you still had Kato way back in, but uh, I did the classic Godsworn thing and cast Enfeeble on oh, uh, Galling. <laughs> the true classic. Yeah. Uh, you you put, hate to see it. Yeah. I put Galling in on uh, one uh, one damage for his attack, um, which despite my low, pool, low health pool meant that uh, he couldn't possibly kill enough people. Even because you, you were like, what, three block fully supported or you had like all the defensive yeah, upgrades had all the upgrades and dual of speed so you're just going to surf through the whole war band but that was the plan <laughs> but then i made it where uh mathematically couldn't couldn't happen and uh also got off uh, magical apotheosis i think so that was that was a lifetime achievement for me yeah yeah achievement yeah. unlocked uh, yeah, probably never yeah, have yeah. to play the warband ever again, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I got to play uh, uh, Josh, and I got to. So the the one thing that was going for me is there's two big guys in this in this um, in this tournament. There was uh, Malog and there was Black Powder. And one thing that Godsworn can actually do pretty well is spike damage really fast. And uh, I managed to run in and do a six damage hit on Malog at the end of round one. Um, and so Malag was staggering around with one health left and kind of writing was on the wall from there. So that was cool. Um, and then, uh, and then you already heard about, uh, the game against black powder, uh, black powder also went down. I think I killed black powder in my second activation. Um, so I'm fairly confident it was your second activation as well. I did not expect you to spike that much damage that quickly. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I javelined with, uh, um, Jagathra. And then uh, uh, through and that got me branching fate because it's a perfect roll. And then uh, I put uh, maybe there was a defensive roll that helped out. Basically, I, I managed to lay um, Glory Seeker and uh, great strength on Deshond, and uh, then gave him uh, inspiration or inspired inspired attack. And I uh, came in with a four fury, four damage cleave attack to do the last four damage to. Uh, black powder i thought i was on cruise control until pegs went uh <laughs> went crazy mode but, yeah yeah going ham uh, yep um and, and that but uh i also managed to hard cast um uh, magical apotheosis in this game so i i scored uh magical apotheosis not once but twice in this tournament which is two more times than i ever thought i would score it in my <laughs> life so <laughs> so if nothing else that was uh, pretty excellent that was that was my experience so what you're telling us basically is that if you want to win a tournament, you should definitely play Black Magic, uh, Godsworn Hunt. Yep, take that um, going forward. Yep, yep, take take that. Uh, they are still the best. Um, <laughs> All right, raise your hand, listeners, if you thought Godsworn Hunt took this tournament when you heard those decks earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think having uh, done this, I'm contractually obligated to go uh, join Battle Mallet now. So, oh, well, see you guys. It's been nice knowing you. Yeah, so. well, we had a good run, right? <laughs> good uh, riddance. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wow. Uh, so, Josh, um, Davey recapped your game here fairly recently and said that it was pretty cool uh <laughs> i would like to get the other side of that story please 
So before I get into that, <laughs> did all of us have our first game against Brian? No. No. Uh, okay. Well, three almost. of us <laughs> took our first game against Brian. Uh, punched him in the head. And then moved on with our lives. It, it could have been Vortimus turret build, but it was Vortimus trampoline build. Just, <laughs> we just springboarded on past. <laughs> I'm, so, not, I'm not in your pocket when it's uh, a, a garbage receptacle that's on fire. How sad for you. Uh, so, moving on. Uh, my second game was against uh, Skyler, and it it was, as he said, mercifully short for him. Go, go on. So, first activation... Okay, let's let's talk about cards first. So cards in my hand, I had uh, two plus one damage gambits. I had two push cards and an upgrade. I forget what upgrade it was because it didn't matter. Uh, so first activation, I uh, I gave to Skylar and. He used it in such a way that was uh, inconsequential. I don't remember what he did. I think it might have been a ranged attack that failed. It oh, could. I, 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 I don't remember. You, you. So uh, at the start of this game, he longboarded me, and I was like, "Oh, gross." Okay, <sighs> okay. Uh, and then he puts the lag squig in my territory. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and I went, "Oh, thank goodness," because. To me, I was like, ah, ha, ha, you're playing right into my plan. Like, uh, I already beat Brian, and now I've got a slag squig to sit here and inspire my animal force off. Um, I'm like, mm. right, because you were hoping to uh, get light fingered off on him, whether or not you actually like killed him was inconsequential. I remember now. Yep. So he took that first activation, slag squig just sat there and took it like a champ, did not yield. Uh, so first activation, uh, using one of my push cards to push the bat squig into range, charged at black powder, and ladies and gentlemen, an uninspired bat squig on two swords managed to roll exactly two swords, make a su- successful attack, and deal one damage to black powder. Not much worth writing home about, right? So Skyler made another move. I forget if it was against the, the Stalag Squig or the Bat Squig. Whichever it was. Missed. Did not make it through. Yep, it was the Bat. Did not. So swung at the Bat, missed. And so this next power step, I threw two plus one damage gambits. And Molog starts on three. So for those doing math at home, I too took out uh, Black Powder in two activations during this Trash Fire tournament. Yeah, me and too. It just, it just kept... Yeah, no, that's okay, Brian. It's... <laughs> no, you don't... It's okay. Aww. <laughs> Little did I know I was at that uh, five health vulnerable sweet spot. Yeah, you oh, know, yeah. just yeah. bad positioning. You should know better. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> leave yourself on five health. 
Come on. Second uh, activation. And it just went downhill from there. I did not miss a single attack for the entire first round. And so by the end of round one, there were a lot of dead bodies and none of them were mine. Activation three was a scything attack that took two out. It was, <laughs> oof. Yep. Yikes. It was... It, well, you know, when you've got an, a bunch of uninspired two-wound fighters on one dodge, you just you do a scything attack. Because not only did he have that plus damage in hand to flex up to five, he also had a push to push into range two so that he'd have Molog just not even not even moved yet. Yep. Yep. Mm. It was it was a combination of a very rude opening hand, some very rude dice. And a mercifully quick single round. <laughs> and, an, uh, and an apology to me afterwards. <laughs> well, oh my god. It, that was... And, and that was kind of the, like... I don't want to say the highlight, but just the like epitome of, oh my god, what have I done with this deck? Yeah. <laughs> Skyler, was this your second game? Am I... Yes, it was. Wow, what a what a roller coaster for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Up, down, Dude. sideways, and then just yeah. Uh but I too was humbled by Davy. <laughs> because I moved on to my third game with Davy, and it uh it yeah. It was also mercifully short. <laughs> I think, yeah. yeah, he said we uh, took me down five, six, six wounds six. in the first like two or three activations. And it was yeah. just turns out when your entire game plan revolves around Malog, either you go real ham or real dead, real fast. Yeah, I think after the first activation of round two, you had uh, uh, Spite Shroom uh, way in the back because you longboarded me. So if Spite Shroom spent every activation running at me, he might get there before the game ended. <laughs> yep, with his stumpy little shroom feet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was how that game went. And then I think my fourth and favorite game uh, was against Phil. So... It was it was a little tilted in my direction, just because the the Molog Bonk thing happened. But Phil had just enough defensive tricks uh, to to keep him at bay, and actually made me kind of think through the actions. And for the the first time in Weird Hollow, and I would say the only time since, I used the stun action. What? Yeah, I wow. forgot you did that. So did you do it stalag squig? So it? no, I used okay. uh, used the bat squig. So it was okay. one of those where it's like, okay, he's on three defense. He's got a reroll. He's got a guard token. Like, okay, I I got to do something to to chip away here, and it it worked. I stunned him, took that guard away, and had the stagger token and. From there, it was just, it was a lot more just throwing dice at the problem until it fixed itself. <laughs> but it was, it, yeah, there was some positioning where I, I think, oh gosh, was it duelist speed you had on him? It was. It was. And it was one Story of those where it's out. like, okay, you have, you have pushed me back after, after an attack and you either have to close the distance 
or or that's game like that's that's the end of our game right here we just i'm charged out you you are also charged out like there there's no more attacks we just cycle cards until till we're done and eventually came down to dice happened and zach galifianakis was uh taken down <laughs> zach galifianakis <laughs> uh, evidently evidently <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, I I don't know that that was my favorite game of the tournament, <laughs> but it certainly I understand. It certainly it. was. It, it was a close game. I will give you that. And uh, yeah, like I, like I sort of mentioned, the the deck ended up being a lot of Gallinghan trying to be a hero while everybody else was just sort of flailing around doing not a whole lot. Um, was that Galahanakis? <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> Let's not make that a thing. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, it's 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 how it goes. Uh, at least Othari didn't immediately die in that game like she did against Davey. Uh, that... that <laughs> That that one was more just like I can't do anything, um, just getting wrecked. But uh, so Davy was my first game, so I was obviously feeling pretty good uh, after getting my butt kicked <laughs> uh, to start things off. Um, I then played uh, Skyler, and which, like Skyler said, that was a pretty close game. Uh, it was fun going back and forth. I managed to take out a lot of the small high defense guys early, which helped a lot. Um, and so it was like a back and forth positioning game, which was actually pretty heady, um, and allowed me to sort of pull away, uh, to a point where at, by the end of the round three, it was, he only had black powder. And so it was sort of like, I'll just play keep away. And I know you wouldn't be able to score enough. So yep. just While kind we were- of being kind of being rude and not mm-hmm. letting you turn on your maps and stuff. While we were talking about the, the match, I remembered, um, like what made our game so much fun. And it was like, because it, it was close, uh, like at the start of round three, but I only had black powder left, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at my hand and I'm like, how am I going to make this work? Like I didn't have a target uh, within reach, you know, for first activation. And I think you made me go first. I did. Yeah, yeah, that was rude. Uh, and I'm like, I got to charge, um, I think. Yeah. And then I put myself in a position where um, I was hoping I was a big juicy target for you, that large fighter status. I was like, yeah, come on. <laughs> I dare you. Uh, and I had some counterplay in my hand, but you just started walking away from me. I was like, what? what, what, what where are you going? <laughs> yeah. Gallenhan just took his stick and went home. <laughs> um, yeah, very very fun one there. Uh, and then uh, went and got smacked around by Molog a little bit, uh, as we discussed from Josh's games. Yeah. And then rounded things out with Brian. Um, yeah, it, it didn't go well for for Brian. Um, <laughs> The the casting copy, copy paste it every game. Oh boy, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how many casting rolls you made, but uh, I don't remember any of them that worked. 
Um, trauma works like that. I don't remember any of them. Yeah, right. You just block it out. Works just like block that. it out. Phil, <laughs> Phil, did you ever get Vault's Mysterium down? Actually, oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I, right. I, I got to play it in two two of my games, and okay. um, I got to in well in this game against Brian, I did get yeah. to use it with the upgrade that makes it so you can't take backlash damage. Oh, and sick. and was it? Yeah, and I actually got to <laughs> kind of go take, off take, take, a little take, take, bit take. with Elthari, which <laughs> felt pretty good. Although it was it was definitely overkill. Uh, I I will say it was very unnecessary. Elthari <laughs> <laughs> overkill. You've heard it a thousand times. Oh yeah, you know you you you, you hate to see Elthari just all the time. You're just like, man. But let's be real here. It was not Elthari. It was Galahanakis. <laughs> Okay. okay. <laughs> That's what happened. Oh, no. I, I feel like everyone contributed, though. Everyone got in a little bit. A little bit, but I remember the, the axe is bloody. <laughs> I yeah. mean, uh, against the eyes of the nine, really, any fighter can take it. Yes. <laughs> I, I didn't kill a single fighter. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, um, Phil, you know, thinking about Vault's Mysterium, uh, I remember it didn't come up in our game, but I want you to know that's okay because I-, I like to think that you cast it in Brian's game because uh, that's yes, how he did because that's how you killed Vortimus for me. I don't think I killed Vortimus. Oh, I mean, are we talking about my games now? <laughs> yeah, we we're definitely going to talk about your games now. Uh, we have to. Up. Well, that's up to you, Brian. <laughs> so I was talking to my therapist. <laughs> It's okay. Safe space here. <laughs> my my one regret is I came into this with hope. Uh, I, thought I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had uh, cooked something up where Vortimus was uh, going to be able to do some damage and take some heads. Um, but uh, joke's on you all. I got to play a bonus fifth round. So we'll talk about that in a moment. But starting off, I started with Josh. Uh, Again, I'm coming in with uh, High Spirits uh, with this deck that I'm just like, it's bad, but it's going to be fun. Um, I did not bring, I did not emphasize enough in my deck building to get Vortimus inspired uh, to help him cast right away. Um, So whether it be those items that I did have like upgrades to help him more consistently cast first needed glory. Um, so if I couldn't get a kill with like Kacharik, which I tried to avoid just leaning on Kacharik because I wanted this to be turret Vortimus. Um, if I couldn't get a kill early and Vortimus didn't just, uh, get a successful range attack off to where he could inspire, it wasn't a good, uh, game i didn't have a good game (laughs) so first round against against any of them but uh against josh um vortimus is just kind of sitting in the back with like little sparks coming out of his hands just ah come on come on and nothing nothing's starting um i did get a kill with um one of the other griblies because i would charge vortimus and then go oh yeah um, and so I think I killed Stalagusquig and then it was extremely frustrating because the quirk that I had built into my deck was, uh, I brought penumbral key and penumbral lock and wake the 
Is open it open the waking gate? Open the waking gate. Yes. Free glory um, surge. You free like glory surge is cute. Uh, I, I like that your build was uh, <laughs> turret vortimus, and you're like not janky enough for me. I'm going no. yeah. <laughs> yeah, turn it up to a left here. Because I don't can can we uh, jump around a little bit and talk about who you actually used that on? We'll get there. Because um, my thought was that I could give that upgrade to the horror, and if Turret Vortimus is just being a turret and staying alive, uh, then I could just resummon the horror and use open the Waking Gate, and then when it opened, it would kill the horror again. Um, so no ultimate loss. I also was like, I don't really care about the two cultists. You know, there's backup horrors if I need it. Um, The person I use it most on was Vortimus. (laughs) So uh, I think two out of my four games, I ended up taking Vortimus out with Open the Waking Gate. Um, And that was the source of the most of my glory. But to finish off my match with Josh, uh, I don't believe I opened the Waking Gate because I never had the glory to put the lock or the key onto a fighter. Um, I think Josh was being merciful with me and Malog was standing in range of Vortimus, just bonking everybody else going like, you're going to hit me. You're going to. Okay. You're going to. No. Okay. I'll hit the brim too. Bang. Like you want to bring the blue back? Oh, you charged. Okay. Uh, It's just whack-a-moling until he's like, there's no other targets left. Home run just knocked his head right out and was like, okay, cool. Um, So then my second game, was against Skylar. And I was like, okay, I didn't bring the fuel to get the ignition started to uh, get reliable casting and have Turret Vortimus go off. Um, still hasn't inspired yet. So against Skylar and Black Powder's maps, I did have Vault Mysterium in hand because I brought that too. Mm. Um, <laughs> and I play it and I proceed to double uh, crit myself to death. <laughs> it it was uh extremely short i honestly don't remember much of what happened because i was just like i just he inspired and took two damage and then i was like okay now i'm gonna start turreting and he took two more damage and died and i was like okay (laughs) skylar did i open the waking gate on that one uh yes it was i think i did with narvia right okay yep so and then I'm like, well, at least I get to be cheeky this time. Uh, and she was my last fighter, so it was foolish. Um, all these games, I was just like, I'm just trying to... It was half the goal was trying to open the waking gate just because I'm like, I mean, what else am yeah. I doing? I'm dying. Like, um, I talked about lifetime achievements, and you, you've got one of mine right there, which is huh. score yeah. open waking gate. That's incredible. In uh, five games, five games, I think I opened it three times. Wow. All right. Uh, all right. Yeah, um, not exactly on the uh, on the mission statement of Turret Vortimus, but eh, it's cute. Um, <laughs> my second game was against Davy, and uh, yeah, that didn't go well. Um, that was <laughs> sh- uh, the Sean show. Uh, I'm sure Thedra was doing other things, but I'm just like fixating on Sean and like once again, I'm st- I have. He's right next to a lethal hex. I'm. I have sudden demise in hand. I'm just trying to get him uh, damaged and knocked into the lethal to get this ignition started. And six different attempts to get that engine started, and it never did. And I just got wiped out. Um, 
I don't believe I opened the Wicking Gate against you. No, uh, I, I no. I think you discarded very late in the game, and I was like, "Whoa, what's going yeah. on here?" Yeah. yeah, the cards just didn't come up in the right order. I didn't have all the pieces. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Shand, infamous. <laughs> uh, yeah. Always the game winner. <laughs> Still doesn't change my opinion of Godzorn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then my final game. Well, before my final game, I got my bonus round in. I was I had just come off my defeat with Davy, and we were at a league night. And Ben was like, I only have a, a Rivals deck to play. And I was like, well, this is worse than a Rivals deck, so let's give it a try. And I'm so sorry, Ben, but that was the only time Terravortimus actually went off, which is why I'm mentioning it. I'm oh, not trying man. to brag here, but it was like, Terravortimus actually hit his first uh, range three, which inspired him and Kacharik. And then it was on from there. And it did work. The theory did pan <laughs> out. And he just like, two damage lightning bolt. I got an extra damage upgrade on him. So he's doing three damage lightning bolts. And I used, uh, you know, the casting reroll, the innate lightning bolts to get things off. And he was just going zap, 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 zap. Um, I think he was now, <laughs> uh, what Ben was actually playing, um, was yes. not a, actually not a rival's deck, um, uh, but championship, because he was, I believe, and maybe I got this wrong, but I believe he was playing uh, Magic in a Bottle Hexbane. <laughs> I think so. Oh, my gosh. He, he was he was part of the trash fire, and he didn't even know it. Yep. <laughs> he wanted to make Hexbane hunters as much wizards as he could. Um, so he brought all of the, like, spell abilities that didn't require casting that were just, like, you know, throwing a potion out of a bottle and just... Uh, seeing what happened and i think that the magic like zinch wanted me to smite that because uh he couldn't get nearly anything off meanwhile bordemus was just going off um so don't mean to brag but it was like the deck did work when bordemus could actually hit and get the ball rolling um but that was that was the only game i won and it wasn't part of the trash fire tournament it was a uh, it was me in despondency going like uh, Ben's like, I got a bad, I got a bad deck I could play against you. And I was like, good, mine's really bad. I'll take anything, anything. Yeah. I think I ended up with like works every time. Yeah, I ended up with like fifteen plus glory or something. Um, but yeah. something about the juxtaposition of the witch hunters running spells in a bottle yeah. just, yeah. just brought glee to Ben and he was like, I'm doing this. I think he just wanted to be a blasphemer. Like it was yeah. hilarious. Um, and my objective deck was going off because it re- like was predicated on successful casting and it was like all my other games. I couldn't do that because I couldn't even get Bordemus to inspire. So uh, for my final game, it was against Phil and the Yolthari's Guardians, um, and it was back to uh, uh, what's the <laughs> Ed Vortimus just uh, couldn't perform, and uh, Gal- <laughs> Galahanekis is just standing there walloping um, my fighters. Yeah, uh, there's some... it happens to one and three. <laughs> and uh yeah uh, that, that was uh i was just like let's just let's just get this over with <laughs> um yeah. yeah so in hindsight i would have brought 
good cards. Um, contest of equals would have been great because I would have been rolling a lot of failed results um, and just having my opponent roll a dice to see could have been something to get my glory train going. But eh. the, uh, you know, sorry, Anders, I couldn't make eyes of nine good, but at the same time, <laughs> we do have good eyes of the nine. Now it's called effluence. Uh, <laughs> all hail the queen. Uh, Vortimus is dead to me. He's now being added to my eight of Sigmar armies. I will not play him again. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. I, let us know for those keeping score at home. (laughs) Brian has never played eyes of the nine before. So this sweet summer child took up the mantle and (laughs) is just now getting his full bout of trauma. I completely discredited how much effort you attempted to give after our match. I was like, they're so bad. He's like, Oh yeah, no, that's what I had to like try and reason with and wrestle with. And, uh, they're they're bad, I, and I was like, I, I I didn't realize how long you had given them a shot. Like I never would have put up with that. And the worst part of that warband is you forget parts of why they're bad. Mm-hmm. Like I I remember in our game you reminded me that, or maybe it was maybe it was one with Davy when we were summoning testing. the blues is a whole action. <laughs> summoning the blue is a whole action, and I was like, oh, right. I remember how much I hate this warband. They don't even spawn. Like you you have to spend an activation to get your fighter on the board. Yep. Here's here's the thing, Josh. Uh, Brian has only played six games with eyes of the nine. What he doesn't know if he plays three more. (laughs) That's when you graduate. Yeah. See everything. Never going to happen. Speaking Uh, of, uh, hey, hey guys, how many times has Davey beaten you with eyes? So many. Uh, <laughs> not really that many. I think it was just it's the one really time. that many. But, but it just, 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 one just takes one. It just takes all of us with eyes at least. Brian one. and Skylar both get their rears handed to them by Davy's eyes. <laughs> it was the and one time. I it was played it. Brian was the one time. Last time I brought out eyes. He 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 uh, he he knocked me down with the eyes. Trauma yeah. might work differently for me. It, I just keep replaying that one in my head. Well, <laughs> it was because there were so many. It was because our first uh, back to the store after COVID, and he brought eyes out. We we're like, oh, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you bring? Like, what did you really we bring? Fallen. He's like, well, now it's eyes. It's just eyes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, but on the whole, that is all the games. I, I would say that this was a very successful experiment. Um, yes. I think it's something I would be interested in doing again, although I would definitely want to wait a while before I did it again. Yeah. Um, Here's an idea. Uh, drafting. Like if, if the if the listener base uh, puts together a card pool and we draft five of us draft <laughs> Ooh, Brian, wow. what are you doing man <laughs> well, well, I, think, I think we'll look at a similar thing at another milestone episode whether yeah. that be mm. 150 or something something like so that i i think uh i think it was a ton of fun i can say on my own behalf like i laughed as much during these games as i have in any yeah. Uh, oh yeah any i mean i played of underworlds so it was it was really and just i mean we, joked we laughed i cried <laughs> i danced like brian wasn't watching uh but uh <laughs> it, it was 
it was fun to like dig into cards that you haven't seen. And I, I joked about like, you know, Josh having to explain what that card was. Cause he'd say, I'm playing this. I'm like, I, I know I was alive when this card, <laughs> in the card pool, but I have no idea what it does. Uh, I have no memory of this yeah, card. Exactly. Um, and it was just a really, it was a really fun way to go back through. So I, I think something like this, um, I, I love the idea very much appreciative to, uh, Sleeks Bowl and the rest of our listeners for for making it possible because um, that was uh, that was kind of a treat to us. Um, it, it came at a, like a difficult time for us because there was weird hollow dropping and all that sort of thing, and um, so it took us longer to accomplish than we would have liked. But um, but I'm really glad we got to do it, and I thought it was I thought it was great for us to to do as a team as well. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And to uh, jump in there, it was a. Uh a fun exercise in finding different ways to engage in a game, right? Like we were all on board with this and like, because of that, like it fueled this fun, creative approach that was completely different, you know, than how we normally engage with this game. And when you can break up the way that you normally engage with a game, um, that's usually a really rewarding experience. Yeah. Yeah. Make it, make it so it's not just all about, W's and L's and try to do a thing that's different that you probably would never actually do otherwise because, you know, you don't want to just lose all your games um, if you're playing in like tournaments and stuff. For sure. So, yeah. And I learned that Black Powder, <laughs> his uh, range three shot that takes ammo. Yeah. yeah. When he's inspired, there's more to it <laughs> than on his uninspired side. Who, who, who knew that? Like <laughs> that ammo ability. Like, I, I don't know if, any, knows that. if anybody else <laughs> gets into this habit. But like if I see a block of text that uh, like I think I know, like the illusion text, anytime they sneak like another way to oh, break, yeah. to break uh, that yeah, illusion yeah, in yeah, or yeah. another criteria, like additional piece of that yeah. card into the illusion text, I'll overlook it. Right yeah. here. Uh, the ammo ability changes on the backside and you can spend two swag counters and if you do choose to uh, spend two for the shot instead of one it gets in snare well what a bargain oh. i had no idea <laughs> <laughs> Dave, knew the whole time <laughs> hey oh, with, uh, how how easy compared to previously you know uh light fingering into swag was um yeah. like i i could see that uh really coming up these days. I, I mean, that was that was like a little bit of a, a side story on this is like when we were playing, even even though like I killed uh, killed Black Powder so quickly, like ever since that uh, errata to Black Powder, every time I play, I'm like, oh, these these guys are legit. Like I I I think Black Powder is kind of cool. So yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, got legs again. Yeah. Um, well, folks at home, if if you want to let us know anything about maybe what you enjoyed about hearing about this, or if you've got ideas for what's coming up uh, when we do something like this again, if you're like way off in mad scientist land and are like, Hey, I've got ideas for you. Let us know. But uh, we, we actually have a double feature here for you. Um, uh, Yeah. So um, we just had another mad town throwdown event. And uh, this one was Nemesis format. Um, we we're trying to go back and forth. Uh, so 
this one, our previous one was champs, this one then being nemesis. And uh, Skylar, you were gracious enough to take the TO reins this time around. Uh, how about you give us a quick rundown of what the format was looking like that day, what the um, overall tournament structure was, and uh, give us a little taste of what you decided to do for scoring. Yeah. Uh, all right. So what we um, set off to do was a best of one event. That's what we were advertising. And we were advertising six rounds. Um, so going into this one, I was uh, imagining that we were going to be playing round robin um, and that we were because I wanted everybody to um, like the focus was more on playing games with other people um, and seeing what other people brought. Uh, so not only getting to experience um, the Nemesis decks that people tailored for the event um, and experiencing as many of them as you could, but also seeing how your deck fared against them and um, getting our community um, interacting with each other. So that was um, kind of the goal. Uh, opposed to um, a bracket where you know pretty quickly you could figure out you know whether or not you were you were in the running um, because you know leading up to that one undefeated player um, and then you know trying to vie for places underneath first versus um, you know it, it's it's just not always uh, as engaging um, and for a one day event you know for something um, like this. I, I thought it was important to just kind of promote as much uh, engagement uh, as possible. So um, when we started out the day, um, there were only six uh, participants, which is okay. Um, happy, happy to run an event with six people. Everybody there was happy to be there. Everybody had a great time. Uh, it did mean that we weren't able to run um, six uh, rounds because a round robin in this scenario was five games. Um, but it did mean uh, that absolutely everyone there got to play absolutely everyone else. Um, so uh, that was a plus in my mind. And um, from a scoring standpoint, um, I wanted to do something creative um, to kind of push that engagement again and, and make you feel like you're you're in the running the whole time. Um, and to do that, um, I focused on like we, we had to set up good tiebreakers because you know, there might not be a single undefeated person. Um, so I knew glory differential was going to matter. Um, and I've never loved glory differential. Uh, the first time I really um, had an awesome experience with glory differential was WTC. Um, and how WTC, our world team championship tournament, which I got to take place or be a part of um, for the, the what the heck's team for that, um, how they did it was they broke it into tiers. So if you, it was a best of three format. Um, so if you won your series in two games, you got, um, oh gosh, I can't quite remember. I think it was like 16, 16 yeah. points for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause then if you won it in three, that was 13 points. Um, if you had a true tie at the end, that was 10 points. Um, so in these games, you're always vying for a total of 20 points. And the f um, only four points of that was glory differential. So like if you won your game in two, you got 16 points. And then 
an amount of glory would get you one point. It was like up to seven, I think. Um, and then um, eight to a number was two points and so on uh, until I think it was like 25 plus was or 20, 20 something plus was four points. Um, so that just kind of creates a picture in your mind. And interacting with that tiered glory differential system was a blast um, because what it did in my mind was it set these incremental goals for you where even if a game was going badly, um, you could try your best to shut somebody out of um, those extra glory differential points. And so um, like, of course, in traditional glory differential, that's there. Um, but it's it almost like elevates it, highlights it when it's these incremental goals and you know like, okay, if I can just keep them from breaching that number, then I can keep their points down one. Um, and on the flip side, um, oh, you know, like, uh, it looks like I'm going to, you know, be up uh, tier one in glory differential. If I can, if I can just squeeze out two more glory points, I can bump up to that tier two and get those two points. Um, so I wanted to emulate that for our event um, so that Glory Differential was a little more meaningful and a little more fun to interact with. Um, and then to help people feel um, still in the in the uh, running, uh, what I did as well was I experimented uh, with dropping um, each player's worst game for them. So that's um, the opponent will still get their score for that game. So if you had like a minus four, glory differential that game, which was the um, the most uh, or the least that you could have in the glory differential category, um, that minus four would get dropped for you, but that plus four would um, go into your opponent's score for the end of the tournament. Um, and then how I set those tiers up, because it was best of one instead of best of three, was I did, um, you got one um, tiebreaker point uh, if you had zero to four glory over your, your opponent, um, uh, two tiebreaker points uh, for five to nine, three for 10 to 14, and then um, four points for 15 glory and up because um, this is best of one, this is nemesis. So I wanted to keep that threshold high, but not, not you know, too high. You know, 20 plus would have been uh, really out of reach there. It worked out really well too, kind of tailoring this down because um, the framework ended up being sets of five, right? So people could know like, okay, up until I get to five, I'm at one. And then five to nine is two, you know, 10. So it was those sets of five made it easier to track uh, for people who um, were engaging with this concept for the first time. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I, you know, as a tournament organizer, I thought um, uh, the system was an absolute uh, blast to um to admin right um i saw uh people uh fighting every round as hard as they could people um you know come out of a bad game and they'd be like oh okay like that's okay that's that's the game i'm gonna drop like i don't have to worry about that game i can put that out of mind onto the next one um so it seemed successful on my side i'm really curious to hear how you four um describe interacting with it because it's one thing to you know be the to in the situation uh, and another to be the players. Well, I will say that I think the the best compliment for the system could possibly be that 
going into the final round of the day, everybody theoretically was still in it for winning the tournament. Um, because of the scoring system, if somebody had a particularly really good game to end the day and whoever was in the lead had a really bad game, um, it just worked out that like anybody could have still won the tournament on the final round. It really came down to the scoring and tiebreakers, which um, not actually something we're used to seeing in a lot of Underworlds tournaments. Um, who's going to come out on top is usually just between two people or maybe three. Um, so I thought that, that was super cool. Yeah, there, it was something to do with like that format and the round robin sort of situation. I know after round two, like every player in the tournament was one and one. Yeah. Uh, and if you're dropping your worst, then you're at that point effectively like, oh, and one, like, well, okay, well, everything to play for, you know? Yeah. I, I could be effectively undefeated moving forward from here. Um, that was kind of a, a surprise, but it was, I'll, I'll tell you this, it was like almost a hard thing to mentally shake. Um, cause, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. After that first loss is like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of busted at this point to, but to be like, oh wait, I'm still in it to win it. Um, not used to that, you know? Well, cool. Um, like I said, it, it was an absolute blast to run and, um, it came down. I, I won't spoil the results yet, but, uh, um, it came down to uh that glory differential and tiebreakers at the end um i was watching the last game wrapping up and the two players in that game um one of them um scores four uh four glory points over his opponent and i was like and you're sure your final score is 14 to 10 like yep (laughs) all right and then i went and i you know counted it up and uh had it been 15 to 10 that would have been the tournament uh, right there. Oof. <laughs> so uh, it was it was really exciting um, to to see how much it ended up mattering. So some pretty pretty cool stuff. Pretty tight games, tight tournament, fun. I thought actually doing round robin, we did we actually get to play everybody. Obviously, with a larger tournament, you don't really have time to do that. But um, it was nice to switch things up. I, I, yeah, I thought it was a great ad- adaptation to a, uh, a lower player count where I got to like see, I knew exactly what everyone brought because I got to play against it. That was yeah. kind of a fun touch. Yeah. Um, and, and speaking of having fun and playing against everybody, I, I think a good way to recap this tournament, uh, since we are doing this double feature here and we've, we've given you a lot already. Um, let's, let's run through and say, what, what were you playing? Um, what was your favorite match that you had in the tournament? And what were some of your uh, Weird Hollow observations? Because this was our first tournament with Weird Hollow being legal. Uh, Davey, how would you lead us off? Uh, I'll start out with the uh, favorite game. I very much enjoyed uh, many of them. Um, Brian and I had a particular uh, like interesting, like real... I've said it before on this podcast, but Brian and I end up with these really thinky, thinky matchups uh, often. And uh, I felt like I was doing it even though, um, uh, you know, even though dice definitely played a factor in ours. Uh, I actually, I guess I should say I brought Steel Hearts. Um, I brought Steel Hearts paired with Fearsome Fortress. Uh, the only other time I tried this deck was when uh, Skylar uh, <laughs> wiped me out in like one round. Uh, one round plus an activation, I think it was, um, with his branch and claw. 
uh, Eltharis, which was very humbling. Um, but uh, I, I thought they'd been done a little done a little dirty by that outing, and so I was like willing to willing to try them again. Uh, but my, my favorite was, uh, I got to play against Ben. Ben was taking, uh, Rippas, who I obviously know very well from previous experience playing them. Um, paired, I, what's that? Uh, paired with beast bound assault. Yeah. <laughs> Rippas with beast bound assault, which, yeah. whoa. um, I had, uh, kind of an incredible, uh, thing where Aubrin, who starts with knockback managed to, hit for three damage and then use knockback to send one wolf, uh, I think in the first case, uh, mean eye all the way into a lethal kill with uh, a single attack and a lethal. And then uh, in the next round, my very next activation with some pushes was the same uh, play and Aubrin then killed stab it with the, uh, the same, actually the same lethal. So there was a big pile of dead dogs and goblins in there. <laughs> and so I had all three of my fighters, a couple of them inspired, uh, standing in a stack that sort of fearsome fortress formation you see where there's a bunch of features next to each other. I'm like, oh man, I got this on, I, I got this on lock. Uh, I'm, I'm in such a good position. And then Rippa charged in, uh, killed one guy with a bite or w- with a, with a sword attack and another guy with a bite. And I was down to one, <laughs> one fighter. Uh, so we had uh, Rippa versus Severin. And they both had reaction. He uh, was doing furious reprisal. I had uh, fatal repost. And so like we're attacking and reacting and attacking and reacting and attacking. And it was just this kind of amazing. We were both on five health, but vulnerable because we'd done so much damage to each other. Uh, so it, it was, it was kind of amazing. Like I, I, I did actually end up winning, but there was one health left on the entire board after that game. And that was, that was pretty amazing. So very much enjoyed that. Uh, my observations on Weird Hollow, uh, I I like it. I got to play Ephilim's twice. I've, I've now, my last three games against Ephilim, I have put a lot of energy into trying to deny Ephilim uh, her Inspire and trying to deny Ephilim her extra um, casting ability, like either shoving her away from her uh, horrors so she can't uh, get that extra level. Uh, and despite having... Effectively, in the last three games, she never took an inspired activation. Uh, I lost two of those and won one of them. Like the the horrors are just pretty good, even if she's not around. So, um, I uh, it's a it's a really good warband, and uh, I just don't have any experience against them in championship, and I'm looking forward to that. So that that was my take. I had a great day. I was really glad to get out there. Absolutely. Uh, well, Brian, uh, how about you? Yeah, so I was one of the two FLM players. Um, I paired mine with Seismic Shock. Shocking. <laughs> uh, and my favorite game uh, favorite game was against Josh. Josh also brought FLM, and it was a FLM Seismic Shock deck as well. So I would <laughs> sit across the table. It's like, you bring as of nine? I don't know. Did you bring as of nine? You know. uh or uh nine fates i mean yeah screw eyes um (laughs) (laughs) and uh so you know as this uh pairing off we do our changing cycle and we do very much the same thing we're like you stop no you stop it was like a zinchi moment of like staring into a mirror and uh which one's the real FLM? and uh basically the game played out where it was like 
a skirmishing match where we're not committing fully we're just poking at each other to see if like can i get my glory first can i get my snowball rolling downhill sooner than him um and so we were doing these trades uh you know kill a fighter summoned abomination now i play someone like stop it uh and ultimately i think i had an activation where uh josh had three of his fighters clumped up I threw Flame Spooler, got his uh, AOE off, and uh, caused a damage and to spawn my think, and basically uh, ended up killing one fighter during the round, and the other one expired because of the uh, uh, the warp token that was causing damage later. And so then, with going into the going into round three. Two of his fighters had died. One uh, stairfish had already been killed and then respawned, and then I killed again. So it was like then I fully had the ball on my side and uh, rolling. So uh, round three, it was it was really great back and forth for two rounds, and then I think round three I I had it, um, but it was really fun. Uh, we're going to be like comparing and contrasting our FLM strats going forward. Um, Overall, Weird Hollow, I think FLMs is really strong. I've gotten a match with them in championship now. Uh, they're going to be something to look out for. I don't think they're... They certainly can get steamrolled. I had two matches during the tournament against Ripas and Mad Mop, and both of them rolled me because I couldn't castle quickly or hard enough. And so the FLMs are not unbeatable, but it is certainly a challenging prospect to dive into their territory. Um and get through them uh, and they have really reliable and phase scoring. So I think they're going to be the war band that I'm like sticking to going forward for the time being. Um, but I think weird hall is in a really good place because not only do we, we obviously had Gnarlwood aggro before. Now we also have spells and a lot of really interesting decks to work with now uh, with toxic terrors, um, seismic shock and, a new one going forward. So I think we have a lot of a lot more interesting meta now, and I'm ignited with excitement. Absolutely. Uh, Josh is our other Zinchian player for the day. How, how was your tournament? Yeah, my tournament was uh, pretty good. I have to say the memorable moments for me were, uh, also, my game against Repas, it was it was very interesting. He kind of sat down across the table and was like, "I brought them with Beastbound Assault," and I was like, "Uh, oh, okay." I was very excited to to see what he had in mind because it was a pairing that I hadn't even considered, and he played it pretty well. Uh, it was also really cathartic for me because I won that matchup. And in the Adepticon tournament, I played easily the two fastest games <laughs> that I have ever played of Underworlds. Literally, both games combined were shorter than any single game I have ever played. Is this outside of Trashfire? Uh, no, th- this was, oh, or excuse oh, me, no. yes, that was uh, <laughs> that was including Trashfire. Okay. Both games were like lightning fast. We were both playing really, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, 
but so that was a little bit of a cathartic round and i think personally that game was the best that i played of the day i did a really good job of uh positioning his fighters so that once he was charged out he had nothing but really bad choices um so great game on on that part and then in addition to the positioning the dice were just not working out for him so it was just a a very very one-sided game in that regard i'd like i'd like to jump in here about ben real quick um so ben is one of our local mad scientists and he will let theme dictate a build and he will like he shows up every week um like without miss too like every week uh to just have fun interacting with this game and he succeeds at that every week um and always these creative builds and when he uh was prepping for this tournament he said um i um like i'm gonna be competitive for this one like i'm I'm not just going to, you know, show up with uh, where the wind takes me, you know, kind of like uh, how, you know, he arrived. Lightning in a bottle, Hexbane. Yep, yep, exactly. Right. Um, uh, which is how he normally interacts with the game. And he's like, no, I, I really think I've got something with this Beast Bound Assault uh, Ripper's build. And he was he was excited and um, listening to him talk about the build. I I think it's there's something to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, and. Um, he, uh, is an absolute, uh, pleasure to play Underworlds with. He actually takes, uh, our best sportsman, uh, ship we're award at this event. We're never going to be able to get best sportsman if he's on, like, <laughs> no, <laughs> frustrating. We'd all have to be on our best behavior. That's for sure. <laughs> right. Uh, Brian's going to Tanya Harding him for the best sportsman. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was actually going to be some uh, competition between uh, him and Jazz. Yeah. 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 There we go. Well, August can't come soon enough. (laughs) Uh, Was there a weird hollow observation that you made? Oh, right. I was talking. So (laughs) the. Weird hollow um, observations I had, obviously, with Eflum, I got uh, two scoops of that. Uh, I don't have a championship game under my belt with them, so I can't really speak to how they're doing with that. I've had more Nemesis games since then uh, with the same combination, and it's, it's strong. I've been pretty consistently... Not every game, but a lot of the games scoring 20 plus glory, even if I've got like only one or two fighters left. Yeah, so, their end phase is really reliable. They're yeah, that's, that's very reliable. Yeah, in the game you and I played, Josh, like I got FLM killed. I felt like I was in the driver's seat. Uh, and then you, I mean, there was like a, a crit and a crit or whatever that downed my last fighter mm-hmm. like i'm still pretty safe and then you scored like six glory in the end phase with two uh two changers left on the board it's like what the hell <laughs> and just like you know uh capped it out you didn't need that much to win it but it was just those end phases have been consistently so reliable it's just hard to keep pace absolutely uh do want to give davy a quick call out here uh leading up to this tournament I uh, I just started a new job 
And so my brain was on fire and had very little sleep. Uh, I made a goof at one point and I didn't read a reaction properly. And I thought it had to be a successful attack action that I reacted on. And it ended up being a, a real feel bad. Cause I was like, I, I should have healed or I should have, uh, should have killed your fighter. If I had like half a brain cell to my name and Davey was a, a real, real hero in that moment. And let me do takesies backsies on that one. So props. Everybody gets I, I appreciate that. I could I could have been more of a hero. I think you were like, I think you're like, hey, uh, like I forgot to do this reaction. I was like, well, literally nothing has changed. Like that we they're you know, you're like well, it probably feels bad. I'm like, yeah, it feels real bad. <laughs> <'Cause> you're, <laughs> you're like, I, if I, you I, if you let me do this, I win the game. And I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. but uh, it was literally like there was nothing in the game state that would have changed. So it was, no, it was I, legit. I, I do recognize the feel bads and I did want to call it out as just <laughs> yeah, a, like you, you were a hero in the moment. <laughs> and at all times, Josh, <laughs> always don't you forget it. <laughs> no, no, it was, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad we have some, uh, Ephilim's, uh, reps here. Cause I think, uh, it's going to be something good to get a lot of practice in going forward. Absolutely. Um, well, I repped Domitans to be the contrarian in our group, uh, which is good because three FLMs would have been too much. Um, I, I had a very up and down day and I guess I will apologize here, even though our listeners probably weren't there, but I got very tilted on dice and I felt bad about it afterwards because I was just like, man, this is ridiculous. Um, and it was ridiculous, but at the same time, I could have been better about it uh, and I should have been. So I will say it publicly. I, I should have been better. And as a reminder, uh, which we have had on other apps before, try not to get tilted, uh, in tournaments cause it will make you play worse. Um, I never do that. Never <laughs> once. Um, <laughs> but, uh, as far as games went, I, th- I thought they were all fun, um, and good games. I, um, Domitans continue to be a puzzle that I'm trying to solve. Um, pretty tough warband to make work. Um, lots of different reactions to keep track of timing for everything positioning. Um, but I really enjoyed getting to play against our eventual champion, Bobby's mad mob. Uh, it was my first time playing against Bobby. Uh, and he did a really great job with mad mob. Um, and it was not, or at least it started out feeling like it was kind of one of those games where I was going to start snowballing and his stuff was just not working. Um, I took out wallop right away. So he didn't get a chance to do any damage with him, even though all my fighters would have been giving him the bonus damage. And then I was able to take out tooth dagger pretty quickly. So he was trying to do all his work with his leader basically. And because of primacy and, um, the strength of their end phase cards, he actually managed to keep the game pretty darn close. Um, so props to Bobby and props to Mad Mob for continuing to be in a true nuisance in Nemesis, uh, having that extra two or three glory spotted to them. Um, in terms of Weird Hollow observations, I would certainly say that in Nemesis, uh, if you're playing out of the box for Weird Hollow, Ephilims is the way to go. Um, it is really rough trying to make a three fighter warband work that has so much going on in nemesis where your card pool is so limited. Um, 
I potentially didn't do myself any favors. I did run them with Daring Delvers instead of Seismic Shock, uh, but I felt like some of the ping options that you get in Daring Delvers were worth taking. Um, and I am certainly looking forward to trying some more championship builds with Damatans just to see if having a wider card pool gives them a bit more consistency. But I think that wraps us up for the day. Um, it was a great tournament despite the size. Um, you know, I would certainly say for anybody who is trying to run their own tournaments, don't be afraid of just running a tournament for, you know, a handful of people. It can still be a really fun day um, and you can use it to grow. Um, there are certainly people, at least one person anyway, who came by and was like, oh, I didn't even know people played Underworlds here. I've got stuff. And like in my local area, nobody plays. And so yeah, when you run an event on a Saturday or a Sunday, even uh, people are usually going to the game store and Saturdays usually are drop days. So there was plenty of people going in there to buy new stuff and swinging by seeing us play. And so that eyeballs on underworlds helps. Absolutely. Well, that was a lot back to back tournament coverage. Uh, any other thoughts before we close this one out? Yeah. I'd like to uh, jump in with uh, another shout out to Bobby uh, for taking the tournament. Uh, his Mad Mob was paired with Tooth and Claw. And um, what I want to focus on in this uh, shout out real quick is um, Bobby at this point had been playing Underworlds for a month. <laughs> uh, the When he got introduced to this game, um, it was invigorating for me uh, as somebody watching somebody else fall in love with the game that I fell in love with that grabbed me and continues to hold on to me um, to watch him um, just be absolutely delighted and intrigued by the mechanics and just completely caught up in them. And that was a month of just sprinting. Like he quickly found ways to play games online and was playing games online, asking people for games um, and uh, he's a good friend of mine, so he was messaging me, asking me about uh, cards that he was fitting into his build uh, and all sorts of things. Um, so uh, a very well-earned win from him. And if that's what he can do in a month, um, watch out, everybody. He's going he's gonna to go take a Grand Clash easy. Um, yeah, he definitely thinks we're all suckers right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, Josh and I, I think, have... Uh, we were talking earlier and I was like, he's taking some really hard hits on the chin and he's just like, wow, this is what this game's capable of. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That enthusiasm. Yeah. He's, he's been a great sport too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, he was one of my wins on the day and uh, at the end of the event, I said, congrats. And I was starting to walk and I was like, Hey, are you going to be out next week? I was like, uh, you know, whatever they, and he's like, because bring that same warband. I want that rematch. And he like, he he wanted to try it again. Like that was that was a cool, cool vibe. Yeah, agree, yeah. agree. And I've got one more shout out uh, to make, and that's to Davey. 
uh, who oh. took our best paint of that day. Um, yeah. We have pictures of his curse breakers. We should definitely link them. Not, not curse breakers. Oh, oh, my champions. I'm yep. so sorry. Steelhearts yeah. champions. You're right. Um, yeah. And uh, you've, you've got white armor going on there, and it looks it looks real good. Thanks, man. Uh, that, that's that's your second warband with white armor, right? Yeah, I did uh, Far Striders first in that color scheme, and then uh, did it again on Steelhearts. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll have to see those Far Striders again soon. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a well earned um, focal point there. Oh gosh, the the cards uh, that they choose for alt art for Golden Demon, and now the upcoming um, best sportsmanship. Do you guys see that? Uh, there's two. What? There's two cards in the Weird Hollow. Uh, OP kit now uh, to hand out one alt art for best sports and one for best art. That's uh, amazing. And the best sports one coming up is phenomenal. It's uh, what is it? It's superiority confirmed. Oh, <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> and like the original art, I believe has uh kagra like stomping down on yeah. a skeleton head right so in this one somebody's like uh falling off a cliff and uh you the hero the the person with this card <laughs> reaching your hand down to them like no okay i got gotcha. you that's amazing you wouldn't survive without me <laughs> <That's> amazing <laughs> um so looking forward to many more uh best sports alt cards um and uh, gonna try I'm to. Never gonna, I'm never gonna get one of those. Gonna try to kneecap Ben a couple of times here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode. Uh, if you'd like to let us know anything about what your thoughts on either of our tournaments, stuff you've been seeing with Weird Hollow that you thought was fun, cool, otherwise ideas you got for upcoming, uh, you know off the wall stuff like our trash fire tournament you can get in touch with us at wthcast and what the at gmail.com if you'd like to check out any of the other mortal realms content head on over to the mortal realms.com and uh check out all the other shows in our podcast network uh we've got stuff covering the age of sigmar lore we've got stuff covering dogs of war cry and we've got path to story which is a path to glory podcast um if you uh, are in the area. We already have our next uh, Mad Town Throwdown on the books. So it's going to be in August. Uh, the date is the 13th? 13th. 13th. All right. Got it. First try. It is a Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. It is a Sunday. Yeah. It's going to be championship format. So uh, let we'll try to get the word out to everybody everywhere we can so that people have time to prepare it does take a little more time i feel like to prep a good champs deck um so yeah if you're around or if you feel like traveling um feel free to come and hang out with us we'll be at noble night games on august 13th and there's an event page on the mortal realms with all the details oh yes yes and thank you to skylar for doing a lot of work on that page absolutely uh coming up next we will have new release coverage. We've got a whole bunch of new releases incoming, hot off the presses. Um, so stay tuned. They'll be here shortly. Davey, do you have a flavor text quiz for today? 
always and forever. Oh, uh, this boy. one's a little self-serving. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, this quote is not attributed to anyone. It is from the uh, nameless narrator. <clears throat> For Thedra, the path to glory is lit by the burning fires within her soul. Apotheosis? Oh, it's a good guess, but it's not. It is a uh, God's point. Sounds like you made that one up. <laughs> <laughs> it's an upgrade, which nobody has ever played except for me. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to forgive you for picking a God's Sword hunt card for this. <laughs> Self-serving indeed. It's Thedra's path, boys. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. I would have known that if I ever read their cards. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. You guys all started after they even were. I read their, them. At their very yeah. highest high point. Well, I took I own them. I took them yeah. to our one and only Rivals Plus tournament. Yeah. Running yeah. illusions, and I'll never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, for your for your next Flavor Text quiz, you can uh, email, me, email me to uh, ask what it is. You can get me at Davey at battle underscore mallet dot com. So. <laughs> Uh, and a recommended listening for the folks out there yeah this is a rare combo between band name and track name this is this is all the dark horses by trash can sinatras how in the world did you find what a combo (laughs) the trash can sinatras it's a it's a cool little scottish band uh got started back in 86 you got some uh, got some stuff worth uh, scoping out. Some deep- not, How not did you your- find this and also have history on them, <laughs> Davy? What what are you? How I'm, I'm a musical omnivore. Do you get listening to this playlist? Oh yeah, I mean, you need to put a neck brace on before you listen to this playlist. <laughs> I really want to see a conversation on oddball music between you and Mar- our friend Marty. Okay. <laughs> have you ever heard of a hurdy gurdy? Yeah. No, of course you have. It's that little like crank, crank uh, run yeah. musical instrument. Indeed, it is. Yeah, I think I got one under the table here. No, I don't. <laughs> I believe it. I I think we've done enough here for what the heck's. I've been Davy. It's Phil, and I've been Skyler. This is Brian, and I've been Josh. I uh, also missed an opportunity to crack a joke because I was muted. Oh. Uh, that warband has legs. Yeah. Except for pegs. Peg legs. Uh, <laughs> pegs only has one. Oh, I wish you would have could have jumped uh, in on that. Yeah. You no. Just give me fuel for the after credits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, since for those that have listened this long for the uh, after credits bloopers, I am sorry. I will try to do better with my jokes. And also worse. Oh, I'm going to include that without the joke now. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. I've played myself. Walked right Um, into that one. Uh, Guys, are you are you ready? Are you ready for a back to back tournament recap? Hello, bloopers. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, right? Hello, bloopers, my old friend. <laughs>